Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is Father's Day, and every single one of us has an earthly father, and God tells us that we are to honor him along with our mothers. Now, for some of us, Father's Day brings up good memories, and we think of all the things that that our dad did with us. And for some of us, unfortunately, this day is a hard day to get through. Why? Well, some of us have lost our fathers. Uh, Some of us had fathers that abandoned us and weren't around. And some of us had a father who treated us poorly. Fathers are sinners like everybody else. And because they are sinners, they can hurt us. Nonetheless, God tells us to honor our fathers. And this is a good thing. It's also a good thing that we as a nation have set aside this day to give special honor to our fathers. Today, I want to focus Not so much on our earthly dads, but I do want to focus on our Heavenly Father. Now, I always think of when when we are hurt by our earthly fathers, or when we look at our fathers and say, I can't respect God as a father because I know what fathers are like. When we do this, we definitely have an idea of what a father should be. And we're saying, my father's not equaling up to that. But God, he is what a father should be. He is perfect in love. He is even perfect in discipline. He is perfect in forgiveness. He is perfect in justice. He is a perfect father. And he wants to take care of you. Verses 23 and 24 of Galatians 3 say, Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we might be justified by faith. The Bible says that we were held captive under the law. It was our guardian. You think of the term legal guardian, people who are supposed to take care of us. The law was to take care of us. But what did it do? It enslaved us. I used to work at a children's home. Uh, The people that were at this home, the children that were there, ranged from ages 19 to 18. And they were all placed there by the court. They were taken out of their family situation, uh, away from their mom and their dad, and they were placed in this place, where crossroads, I wasn't going to say, where the children's home was their legal guardian. 
Now, as a worker there, I did not feel like a parent. I felt like a police officer. It was very, it was institutionalized, and it was very, very difficult to, to, take, to take care of the children. Um, I felt like I was an enforcer of the law, and even if I did have uh, feelings of love for the children, I could not love them as a, a parent could. And I would punch in, and I would punch out. It was a paid job. It was a. It, it was really a sad place to work. It was. Um, it was a. It was a heartaching place to work to see these children in these situations. And the Bible says that we were under a, the guardian of the law. Now the law does not really care for you. The law, it accuses you. It shows you where you've done wrong, where you've not measured up, how you have to be, and how you are not being that. It is always accusing. We were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. We were like prisoners. And those children, in a lot of way, were like prisoners too. Uh, they could not escape. Uh, we had uh, times where if they were hurting themselves or others, we had to put them, uh, separate them from the others. It was a tough place. And the law treats us more like a prison keeper than a father. Living under the law is more like a prison than a home. Now, kids that live in these homes do not have a choice about their situation. And we did not have a choice about our situation. We were put here. The law is what it is. We can't escape from it. And for good order, the, 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 the children had to live under the law of that, of that children's home. Um, we have to live under the God's law. But we all have broken it. And the penalty is not, oh, try better next time. The penalty is death in our situation. But just because we do not have a choice about the situation that we were born into, it does not mean that we do not have hope. Even the kids at the children's home had hope. They had hope that their parents would someday come back to them. They would hope that one day a family would come and adopt them. They lived with the hope that if they used the education that the children's home provided, they would one day be able to build a home for themselves and a future family. I remember one child sitting at the window all day because mom was going to come and visit that evening. Just sitting and hoping. Unfortunately, that child's hope 
was not a sure one. Our hope is different. And this hope, I would share with these children about someone that would never let them down. I would share with them about Jesus. And our hope comes from the Father's love for us in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3, 25 through 27 says, But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We are no longer under the guardian of the law. The law no longer imprisons us. And this passage tells us that something very special has happened to us in baptism. Those children wanted to be loved at that children's home. Isn't that what each of us wants to? We seek it from spouses. We seek it from getting things that bring attention from other people. We seek it from wanting to be noticed. God loves you. He says, take off that cloak of sin. Confess your sin and all its ugliness. I am going to put a new cloak on you in those waters. I'm going to dress you in the finest robe for you, my child. You were lost, now you are found. I'm going to clothe you in the finest robes. I'm going to feed you the finest meal. I am going to take care of you as a father is supposed to take care of of their child. You are not a slave trudging through this world. You don't have to look at the world around you and say, there is no hope for me. No, you can look out the window and know That the Father is sending His only begotten Son to pick you up and bring you home. And He tells us to call Him. Prayer is like calling Him on the phone. And He tells you, call me our Father. And with these words, He tenderly invites us to believe that He is our true Father and that we are His true children. And we have boldness and confidence to ask him as dear children ask their dear father. And one other thing to think about. Children receive an inheritance. And we are God's children. Think about what he desires to give you. And the beautiful thing about this is in, on earth, we don't get our inheritance until what happens? Our father dies. But our father in heaven 
will never die. His Son has paid for all death, the death that we deserve, and we have eternal life in our Father's house. Jesus said, In my Father's house there are many rooms, and I am going to prepare a place for you, so that where I am, you may also be. I remember one child at that children's home. He later wrote, wrote a letter back uh, to me and the other, uh, one of the other residential counselors. And he wrote to the Christians. He didn't even put our names. And the great thing about it was, is that letter addressed to the Christians, it made its way to Bob and I. Everybody knew who he was talking about. And he thanked us for the hope that was instilled in us. And it was not a hope that one day his mom or his dad would come back to him. But it was a hope that is found in Christ Jesus. A hope that makes God our Father. And even when we are faithless, God, our Father, is faithful, for he cannot deny himself. This is a hope that will not fail us, because he who promises is faithful. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.